From the newsroom of the Financial Times, I'm Amy Keene. Today we're looking at how Chinese students became an object of the Trump administration's crackdown on espionage. An estimated 350,000 Chinese students came to the U.S. to study during the 2016 to 2017 school year. And last year, after the Trump administration called out China as a strategic threat, members of the Trump administration discussed banning visas for Chinese students. I spoke with the FT's Washington bureau chief, Dmitry Sevastopolo, who broke the story. Dimitri, let's start with the number of Chinese students who study in the U.S. Can you give us a sense of how many stay in the U.S. to work after graduating and, and how many return home? You know, it used to be that 10, 15 years ago, there were fewer Chinese who came to America, but those who came tried to stay in the States because there were more, there were more employment opportunities after they graduated. However, as the Chinese economy has grown and many kind of high-tech companies are thriving in China these days, a lot of the Chinese students do try and go back to China. So it's shifted over time. And so one of the reasons that we're chatting about this today is because Chinese students have become, I guess, a bit of a pawn in the ongoing tensions between the Trump administration and the Chinese government. Back in December, Trump labeled China a, quote, strategic threat in his national security strategy. What did he mean by this? Well, so if you think back to the 2016 presidential campaign, Donald Trump was very aggressive in talking about China, particularly uh, in terms of the U.S. trade deficit with China. But across the board, he has some pretty tough rhetoric. In his first year in office, he actually took a fairly soft stance on China. He developed a relatively good relationship with Chinese President Xi Jinping, which lasted for most of the year. But at the end of 2017, the U.S. came out with what was the Trump administration's first national security strategy. And he did say that China was a strategic competitor. Now, that's interesting because if you go back and look at previous administrations, George Bush, when he was running for president, also called China a strategic competitor. But once he entered the White House and after the 9-11 attacks on America, when he produced his first national security strategy, it actually softened the rhetoric on China. And then when President Obama came into office, he actually said in some of his uh, strategies that cooperation with China was, quote unquote, unprecedented. So what, what you've seen is a kind of a reversion to a, a kind of a view on China that existed perhaps a long time ago. What's different now is, particularly this year, is that Donald Trump has clearly decided to take a tougher approach on China, on trade, on cybersecurity, on the alleged theft of American intellectual property and other forced technology transfers. And essentially what the national security strategy said is that China is engaging in economic aggression. So in that context, there's been a discussion about Chinese students in America who come and study here, and particularly students who are in the STEM areas of science, technology, uh, engineering, and mathematics. And there's increasing suspicion that, you know, there's no exact numbers in the public domain but that some of these students are actually spies who've been sent by the Chinese government to try and either spy on research and development being undertaken by American academics or in a kind of a less nefarious way, just to learn some of the technologies that are being applied in America and bringing them back to China. And you know, earlier this year in February, Christopher Ray, who's the director of the FBI, said that FBI offices all across America were seeing increasing what he called non-traditional intelligence collectors from China, which he said included students, professors, and scientists. And then American universities were actually quite naive 
in viewing this this threat from the Chinese. And it has to be said, it's not just from political appointees. It's something that career bureaucrats also worry about across the board in the American government. There's a growing concern about what China is doing in terms of espionage and what they call information gathering operations inside America. And so you've broken the story that there was a sort of a conversation, discussion about a possible student visa ban for Chinese students coming to the U.S. What were the sort of conversations that took place in the White House to deal with this perceived threat from from students from China? So essentially, there's been over more than a year now, there have been ongoing conversations about how to deal with this growing threat. There was an interagency process where the different components of the American government from the White House, the National Security Council, the Department for Homeland Security, the State Department, basically the different branches of government that tackle this from different angles, and also the intelligence agencies and the FBI to decide what U.S. policy should be and how it should change. In the context of those debates, uh, Stephen Miller, who is, he was a campaign aide and advisor to Donald Trump during the 2016 campaign. He actually did uh, a lot of the warm-up speeches on the stump for Trump rallies and is now a top policy advisor in the White House and has a lot of very radical and hardline views on immigration. So Stephen Miller suggested that the U.S. should ban all Chinese nationals from being able to study in the U.S., which would be a very draconian move. He raised this in internal debates within the administration. And, you know, a lot of people push back. But one of the main opponents was Terry Branstead, who is a former governor of Iowa, who helped Donald Trump win Iowa on his way to the uh, presidential campaign, and is now the American ambassador to Beijing. And Terry Branstead pushed back and he said, there's several problems here. The first is that a lot of these Chinese students bring a lot of money to America. They help smaller colleges around the country and they help local economies. And actually, a lot of American states enjoy uh, service surpluses with China, in contrast to the trade deficit that the U.S. has with China, uh, on the other hand. Stephen Miller had also internally told people that clamping down on Chinese students would also uh, hurt the big elite liberal universities whose professors and students have been very critical of Donald Trump. And on that, Terry Brands had also pushed back and said, well, actually, those big universities can withstand any loss in revenue from Chinese students who generally pay uh, full fees in America, and that the people of the colleges that would suffer, again, will be smaller colleges around the country, like in Iowa and in other places. So this eventually came to a head in a, an Oval Office meeting in the spring, where Terry Branstead argued to Donald Trump that this was too draconian and it would have negative side effects for America and wouldn't help him in terms of pursuing some of his other policy goals towards China. Trump decided at that point that the U.S. would not adopt the proposal that, that Miller was advocating. So for the time being, it's been shelved, but there are people who are involved in the process and in touch with people in the government who are still working on this issue, who say that they are concerned that as Donald Trump looks to take a more aggressive stance towards China, this issue could come back again and that it may be shelved, but it's not dead. I guess that brings me to my final question, which is perhaps this particular visa ban might not have sort of made the cut, but presumably the administration still considers China's strategic threat and still considers Chinese students to be a piece of this. What happens now? Well, so one of the things that the American government has done, and so back again in the spring, there was a decision taken to adjust policy. Now, we don't know exactly what the government did because the State Department and the White House and others won't get into the details. They say they're classified and they can't release them publicly. But clearly, there has been some kind of a tightening up on the vetting of Chinese students who come to the US. But to what level? It's very hard to judge at this point in time. 
I think it's clear that across the American government, people don't think this threat is receding. So you're going to see increased attention on it. I think Capitol Hill is also very focused on what they see as a rising competitive threat from China. And also, you know, after the US midterms in November, you're going to start seeing Democratic candidates announcing their campaigns for the 2020 presidency. And I think China is probably going to play a big role in those campaigns as well as people try and challenge Trump sometimes on his own turf. So I don't think it's going to get any easier. The issue is a tough one. And I expect that there's going to be lots more stories coming out over the next months and year. A space to watch indeed. Thanks, Dimitri. Thank you. That was the FT's Dmitry Sevastopolo down the line from Washington. We'll be back with more news tomorrow. And in the meantime, if you're not already a subscriber of the FT and would like to look at our latest new subscriber offer, you can go to ft.com forward slash offer. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.